This is episode 414 of the AWS podcast, released on December 15th, 2020. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the AWS podcast. Simon Lesher here with you. Great to have you back, and thank you for joining me for the third and final of our 2020 reInvent update shows. And just a quick uh, personal note, I wanted to thank everyone for, for listening, for your feedback, for your contributions throughout the year. It's great to have uh, listeners new and old. I have many listeners who say, I listened from the first one and others who are like, I just discovered it. And it's really great. If you do uh, want to share the news that the AWS podcast exists, people are always uh, delighted to discover it. So do tell others. But uh, we have a, a great year to come in terms of more content, more interesting stuff, uh, more diverse subject matter as well, which should be really exciting. And the episodes will continue throughout the holiday season as well. So we have a, a good backlog of things to cover for you as we go through. So fear not, your listening requirements will be met throughout the process. But a big heartfelt thank you for all of you who listen to the podcast. So let's get on to some of the uh, more recent announcements that we had uh, this week. Of course, we had uh, Werner Vogel's uh, keynote, which is always exciting. And one of the big topics was, of course, systems monitoring. So let me start. So today, in partnership with Grafana Labs, we're excited to announce in preview Amazon Managed Service for Grafana, or AMG, which is a fully managed service that makes it easy to create on-demand, scalable, and secure Grafana workspaces to visualize and analyze your data from multiple sources. If you'd like to read more about the partnership, you can check out a blog by Grafana Labs CEO Raj Dutt. But, uh, they have some really interesting perspectives on how they've helped us create this particular service. Now, Grafana is one of the most popular open source technologies used to create observability dashboards for your applications. It has a pluggable data source model and support for different kinds of time series databases and cloud monitoring vendors. And Grafana centralizes your application data from multiple open source cloud and third-party data sources. So lots of our customers love Grafana, but they don't want the burden of self-hosting and managing it. So AMG manages the provisioning, setup, scaling, version upgrades, and security patching of Grafana. So it eliminates the needs for customers to do it themselves. AMG automatically scales to support thousands of users with high availability. So it's our old friend, undifferentiated heavy lifting that is going away. So with AMG, you get a fully managed and secure data visualization service where you can query, correlate and visualize operational metrics, logs and traces across multiple data sources, including cloud services such as AWS, Google and Microsoft. And AMG is integrated with AWS data sources like CloudWatch, Elasticsearch, X-Ray, IoT SiteWise, and TimeStream, and others to co collect those operational data points in a really simple way. It's also tightly integrated with another newly announced service, Amazon Managed Service for Prometheus, which I'll talk about shortly, which gives customers a comprehensive observability solution for container-based applications. Additionally, AMG also provides plugins to connect to popular third-party data sources like Datadog, Splunk, ServiceNow, and New Relic, by upgrading to Grafana Enterprise directly from the AWS console. Now, another great feature that AMG has is support for alerts, which integrates into SNS. So you can send those alerts out and you can also uh, send alerts to PagerDuty, Slack, VictorOps and OpsGenie. Now, there's no upfront investments required to use AMG. You only pay for a monthly active user license fee. So this means you can provision many users to access your Grafana workspace, but you'll only be billed for active users that log in and use the workspace that month, which is pretty cool. Users granted access, but that do not log in will not be billed for that month. You can also upgrade to Grafana Enterprise using the AWS Marketplace, 
to get access to enterprise plugins, support and training content directly from Grafana Labs. Now this service is available in preview in US East North Virginia and Europe Islander regions, so be sure to sign up. Now another preview that I teased in the previous segment was Amazon Managed Service for Prometheus or AMP. Now observability is of course critical to running cloud infrastructure at scale and you need to know that everything's running and it's healthy and working as it should be and you're getting the right level of performance for your customers. And Prometheus is a leading open source monitoring solution with a very active developer and user community. It has a multi-dimensional data model that's a great fit for time series data collected from containers. So we are now introducing the Amazon Managed Service for Prometheus or AMP. Now, this is being launched in preview. This is a fully managed service that is 100% compatible with Prometheus. It supports the same metrics, the same PromQL queries. It can make use of the 150 plus Prometheus exporters. And AMP runs across multiple availability zones for high availability and is powered by CNCF Cortex for horizontal scalability. Uh, AMP will easily scale to ingest, store and query millions of time series metrics. Now, the preview includes support for EKS and ECS, and it can also be used to monitor your self-managed Kubernetes clusters that are running in the cloud or on-premises. Now, the AWS Systems Manager team has been very busy, and a new capability allows you to consolidate application management. Now, increasingly, customers ask for a single pane of glass approach for monitoring and managing their application portfolios. And customers often tell us that detection and investigation of application issues takes additional time and effort due to the typical use of multiple consoles, tools and sources of information, such as resource usage metrics, logs and more, to enable their DevOps engineers to obtain context about the application issue under investigation. So here, an application means not just the code, but the logical group of resources that act as a unit to host the application, along with the ownership boundaries for operators and environments such as development, staging, and production. So a new feature of AWS Systems Manager called Application Manager aggregates operational information from multiple AWS services and system manager capabilities into a single console, making it easier to view operational data for your applications. To make it even more convenient, the service can automatically discover your applications. So it'll discover anything that's running in CloudFormation stacks and EKS clusters, or launch using the AWS launch wizards. And applications can also be discovered from resource groups. Now, a particular benefit of automated discovery is that application components and resources are automatically kept up to date on an ongoing basis, but you can also always revise applications as needed by adding or deleting components manually. With applications discovered and consolidated into a single console, you can more easily diagnose operational issues and resolve them with minimal time and effort. And automated runbooks targeting an application component or resource can be run to help remediate operational issues, which is very nice. For any given application, you can select a resource and explore relevant details without needing to leave the console. So for example, the application can service uh, CloudWatch logs, uh, CloudTrail logs, or configuration changes, removing the need to engage with multiple tools or consoles. And it means your on-call engineers can understand issues more quickly and reduce the time needed to resolve them. And I can tell you from experience that doing that at three in the morning is not easy. So reducing the cognitive load of an analytics uh, process to figure out what is broken is very good. Now, this is available today at no extra charge in all AWS commercial regions in GovCloud US and the AWS China regions. Another new capability is the AWS Systems Manager Fleet Manager. This is an operational hub enabling you to manage resources on AWS and on-premises. So Fleet Manager is a new console-based experience in Systems Manager that lets you view and administer your fleets of managed instances from a single location in an operating system agnostic manner 
without needing to resort to remote connections with SSH or RDP. Managed instances include those running Windows, Linux, and macOS operating systems in both the AWS cloud and on-premises. And Fleet Manager gives you an aggregated view of your compute instances regardless of where they exist. So all that's needed, whether for cloud or on-premises services, is the Systems Manager agent installed on each server to be managed. Some IAM permissions and KMS enabled for Systems Manager Sessions Manager. And this makes it easy and cost-effective to get up and running for remote management of servers running in multiple environments without needing to pay the licensing cost of expensive management tools you might be using today. With the software agent and permission set up, Fleet Manager enables you to explore and manage your servers from a single console environment. So you can navigate file systems, work with the registry on Windows servers, manage users, troubleshoot logs, you can view Windows event logs, uh, and monitor common performance counters without even needing the Amazon CloudWatch agent to be installed. Now this is available today for use with managed instances running Windows, Linux, and Mac OS. Something else that's new from AWS Systems Manager is Change Manager. Now, organizations of all sizes and types have embraced a culture of controlling changes. Now, some organizations adopt a change management process based on things like ITIL v4. Some have adopted a DevOps continuous deployment approach or many other methods. In any case, to support your change management process, it's important to have tools. So we are launching AWS Systems Manager Change Manager, which is a new change management capability for AWS Systems Manager. It simplifies the way ops engineers track, approve, and implement operational changes to their application configurations and infrastructures. Now, using Change Manager has two primary advantages. Firstly, it can improve the safety of the changes made to application configurations and infrastructures, reducing the risk of service disruptions. Now, it makes operational changes safer by tracking that only approved changes are being implemented. Secondly, it's tightly integrated with other AWS services like AWS Organizations, Single Sign-On, or the integration with Systems Manager Change Calendar and Amazon CloudWatch Alarms. So Change Manager provides accountability with a consistent way to report and audit changes made across your organization, their intent, and who approved and implemented them. Now, Change Manager works across AWS regions and multiple AWS accounts, works very closely with organizations and SSO to manage changes from a central point and deploy them in a controlled way across your global infrastructure. Now, it's available today in all commercial AWS regions except mainland China. The pricing is based on two dimensions, the number of change requests you submit and the total number of API calls made. Now, the number of change requests you submit will be the main cost factor. It will charge 29 cents per change request, but of course, check the pricing page for more details. Now, good news is you can evaluate Change Manager for free for 30 days, starting on your first change request. So check it out. Something else that's new is AWS Cloud Shell, which is a command line access to AWS resources from the browser. So some of our customers feel most at home when working within a web browser and haven't set up and customize their own CLI interface. Now, I know I've spent <laughs> a lot of time customizing my own environment and doing that sort of stuff, but it does take time. You've got to keep it up to date. And what a lot of customers say is they don't want to deal with client applications, public keys, AWS credentials, tooling, and so forth. Now, none of these steps are difficult or overly time-consuming, but it's complexity and friction, and we always want to help people avoid that. So we're introducing AWS Cloud Shell. Now, this has the goal of making the process of getting to an AWS shell prompt simple and secure with as little friction as possible. So every shell environment that you run with Cloud Shell has the AWS CLI installed, the version 2 one, and you can run AWS commands fresh out of the box. The environment will also include the Python and Node runtimes and lots more of those to come in the future. Now, a few 
bits and bobs just in terms of uh, the parameters of how it works. Timeouts and persistent. Each cloud shell session will timeout after 20 minutes or so of inactivity and can be reestablished by refreshing the window. So no big drama there. In terms of regions, it's available in North Virginia, Ohio, Oregon, Europe, Ireland, Tokyo regions, and the remaining regions are on the near-term roadmap. It does have persistent storage. Uh, files stored within the dollar home persist between invocations of Cloud Shell with a limit of one gig per region. All other storage is ephemeral. So this means that any software that's installed outside of dollar home will not persist. And no matter what you change or break, you can always begin new with a fresh Cloud Shell environment. <laughs> no, I've broken my environments in the past as well. And don't we feel good when that happens? Uh, in terms of network access, sessions can make outbound connections to the internet, but do not allow any type of inbound connections. Sessions cannot currently connect to resources inside of private VPC subnets, but that's on the near-term roadmap. In terms of runtimes, in addition to the Python and Node runtimes, Bash, PowerShell, JQ, Git, and the ECS CLI, SAM CLI, NPM, and PIP are already installed and ready to use. And in terms of pricing, you can use up to 10 concurrent shells in each region at no charge, and you only pay for other AWS resources you use with Cloud Shell to create and run your applications. So let's move on to the topic of the Internet of Things, or IoT. We had lots of announcements in this space as well. And we're pleased to announce AWS IoT Greengrass 2.0. Now, this is a new version of AWS IoT Greengrass that makes it easy for device builders to build, deploy, and manage intelligent device software. AWS IoT Greengrass 2.0 provides an open source edge runtime, a rich set of pre-built software components, tools for local software development, and new features for managing software on large fleets of devices. Now, the AWS IT Greengrass 2.0 Edge Runtime is now open source under an Apache 2.0 license and available on GitHub. Access to the source code means you can more easily integrate your own applications, troubleshoot problems, and build more reliable and performant applications that use AWS IT Greengrass. Now, if you are an IT Greengrass 1.x user, those will continue to run without changes. If you want to take advantage of the 2.0 features, you'll need to move your existing devices and workloads to the 2.0 version, and there is a migration guide. After you move your 1.x applications over, you can start adding components to your applications using new version 2 features, whilst leaving version 1 code as is until you decide to update them, which is pretty nice. Now, starting today to help you evaluate, test, and develop with this new release of IT Greengrass, the first 1,000 devices in your account will not incur any IT Greengrass charges until December 31, 2021. So you get to try it out. Check out the pricing page, but you get to try this out uh, for your first 1,000 devices without charges until December 31, 2021. Another really interesting new announcement is AWS IT Core for LoRaWAN to connect, manage, and secure LoRaWAN devices at scale. Now, this is a new fully managed feature that lets AWS IT Core customers connect and manage wireless devices that use low power and long range wide area network or LoRaWAN connectivity with the AWS cloud. Now, this is a critical capability for a lot of different IT applications, so I'm pretty excited about this. Using AWS IT Core for LoRaWAN, customers can now set up a private LoRaWAN network by connecting their own LoRaWAN devices and gateways to the AWS cloud without developing or operating LoRaWAN network server or LNSs by themselves. The LNS is required to manage LoRaWAN devices and gateways connecting connections into the cloud. And gateway servers are bridge and carry device data to and from the LNS, usually over Wi-Fi or Ethernet. So this allows customers to eliminate the undifferentiated work and operational burden of managing an LNS. 
and enables them to easily and quickly connect and secure LoRaWAN device fleets at scale. So combined with the long-range and deep in-building coverage that you get with LoRa technology, AWS IT Core now enables customers accelerate their IT application development using AWS services and acting on the data generated very quickly and easily from those connected LoRaWAN devices. So basically you can connect your LoRaWAN devices and gateways to the cloud with a few simple steps within the AWS IT Management Console, speeding up your network setup time and you can connect off-the-shelf LoRaWAN devices without any requirement to modify embedded software for a plug-and-play experience. Now, getting up and running is pretty straightforward. You can find AWS IT Core for LoRaWAN qualified gateways and developer kits from the AWS Partner Device Catalog. And AWS qualified gateways and developer kits are pre-tested and come with a step-by-step guide from the manufacturer on how to connect it with AWS IT Core for LoRaWAN. Uh, with the console, you can register your gateways by giving it the unique identifier you have, selecting your frequency band, and for registering devices, you can input device credentials on the console. A destination automatically routes messages from LoRaWAN devices to AWS IT Rules Engine, and once a destination is created, you can use it to map multiple LoRaWAN devices to the same IT rule. You can write rules using simple SQL queries, my old favourite, to transform and act on the device data, like converting things from a proprietary binary into JSON format, or raising alerts, or writing it to other services like S3. From the console, you can also query metrics for connected devices and gateways to troubleshoot any connectivity issues. So this is available today in US East North Virginia and Europe Island regions. If you manage very large fleets of devices, you'll know that protecting those devices is a never-ending process. Maintaining a focus on security is critical. So we are very pleased to introduce AWS IT Device Defender ML Detect. So this is machine learning detect and mitigation for IT devices. And it's a new feature that automatically detects IT device level operational and security anomalies based on learnings from past device data. Today, customers can use AWS IT Device Defender's rules detect feature to manually set static alarms. Now, ML Detect makes this easier by automatically setting your fleet's expected behaviour so you don't need an in-depth understanding of how your devices behave across a range of metrics to get started. So things like messages sent, disconnect frequency, bytes in, bytes out, etc. Also, ML Detect automatically updates the expected behaviour based on new data trends caused by seasonality and other changing factors. Now, it includes some of the following capabilities. It supports six cloud-side metrics for near real-time continuous monitoring and applies machine learning algorithms to inference if there is an anomaly in metrics data points. It supports confidence levels of high, medium and low in ML alarm notifications. During the initial ML training period, the feature will aggregate a minimum of 25,000 data points per metric for 14 days across your devices and the initial model creation will begin identifying device behaviour anomalies. After the initial model is created, the feature retrains the model each day with a minimum of 25,000 data points per metric to refresh the expected device behaviours based on the latest 14 days, which isn't very nice, keeps it up to date and understands what's going on. It supports built-in mitigation actions so you can address device issues and it uses the same alarm mechanism as AWS IT Device Defender Rules Detect, which includes SNS notification integration. So with AWS IT Device Defender ML Detect, you can create security profiles that include ML models of expected device behaviors built on historical device data automatically and assign these profiles to a group of devices or all the devices in your fleet. 
It then identifies deviations and triggers alarms using the ML models, which makes it easy for you to monitor device anomalies and take mitigating actions. Another interesting update for this domain is that free RTOS long-term support will give you years of feature stability. Now, free RTOS is an open source real-time operating system for microcontrollers that makes small, low-power edge devices easy to program, deploy, secure, connect, and manage. Now, LTS releases, as you know, offer a more stable foundation than standard releases as manufacturers deploy and later update devices in the field. So as we've planned, long-term support now includes the free RTOS kernel and a set of free RTOS libraries needed for embedded and IoT applications and for securely connecting microcontroller-based devices to the cloud. Embedded developers and OEMs and MCU vendors using free RTOS can build long-lived applications and get predictability and feature stability of an LTS release without compromising access to critical security updates. So free RTOS 2020 12.00 LTS release applies to the free RTOS kernel and IT libraries, free RTOS plus TCP, core MQTT, core HTTP, core PKCS11, core JSON, and AWS IT device Shadow. Now we will provide security updates and critical bug fixes for all these libraries at least until December 31st, 2022. So this is now available for download so you can get your hands on that and have access to a nice LTS release. Now, if all of this IoT talk has got you interested, but you're kind of figuring out how to learn more, we're very pleased to announce the AWS IoT Educate. This is an easy way to learn to build IoT applications using AWS services through a prescriptive learning program. It helps developers from students to experienced engineers and professionals receive hands-on experience building end-to-end -end IoT applications by combining a reference hardware kit with a set of easy-to-follow guides and example code. Developers can get started by purchasing the reference hardware kit from M5 Stack, which is an AWS partner. The reference hardware kit includes a touchscreen for controls and commonly used IT sensors, including temperature, accelerometer, gyro, and microphone. The kit is powered by an expressive ESP32 microcontroller and includes a security chip from microchip for maintaining hardware root of trust. The reference hardware kit supports FreeRTOS, which we just spoke about, but also Arduino and MicroPython, which allows developers to select their preferred software framework for their IT applications. Once you receive your hardware kit, you just follow the Getting Started Guide, and then you can select from a list of free programs, which is available at the AWS IT EduKits website. Uh, you can start with building a basic connected home application, and you can progress over time to running a machine learning model with SageMaker Autopilot, or even building a voice-assisted smart home application with Alexa voice service integration for AWS IoT. Lots and lots of choices there. So lots of new things to build with, to manage with, and to get your hands on. I hope there was something there for everyone. Now, in the meantime of uh, reInvent, there have been lots of other updates going on, too many to count. Uh, we will try and do a few catch-up sessions in the new year just to, uh, to cover all those. So Nikki and I will be working on those. But uh, again, thank you for following us along for this uh, most unusual of reInvents. I hope you, you enjoyed it and got access to some uh, great sessions and uh, feel free to share the sessions you like the most. Of course, we do love to get your feedback. AWS podcast at amazon.com is the place to do that. And until next time, keep on building.